You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engines! The following is a paid program. Warning. The views expressed come from men who've spent half their lives in grease-stained overalls, inhaling hazardous fluids. Before taking any advice, consider the source. This program will contain humor of a questionable nature. A mechanic tries to fix your car. No matter if you're near or far. He'll change your oil or fix your flat. And he'll do it just like that. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al, hit it! You know, I love that in the morning. Could you tell? I, I'm a little under the, uh, I got a snorkeling situation this morning. Is that right? Or well, do you want to move over just a little bit there? I have a cold in my nose. <laughs> I hope I didn't snorkel on you. Uh. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Dave's Corner Garage. Well, another a great Saturday morning, or Sunday morning if you're hearing us on the other station. But anyways, uh, Carrie Schmidt is going to be joining us this morning. We're we'll talking about losing your license because you didn't pay your Fines. No Schmidt. And Terry <laughs> O'Keefe is with us this morning from Omvik, and we've got some interesting stories to tell you about buying a car in the United States. Can be trouble? Yeah, it's serious stuff. It's it happened to me. So well, that's what it's here as for. As a professional, you know? <laughs> happened to me. I did the right thing. Anyways, and I uh, wanted to remind you that we have a really big, big sh- contest coming up. I was going to say shoe. Yeah, okay. <laughs> big contest. Uh, trip to Las Vegas. Get to drive a Ferrari. Get a set of sailing tires, rest-proof your car, and then lunch with Alan and myself. We'll take you out for lunch All after right. you join us for the hour in the studio. And don't forget, Darren Bossens from Salem will be with us later on in the show. Yep. But in the meantime, if you've got a car care question or something you want to talk about or get off your chest, by all means, give us a call right now. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Thank you. Okay, welcome back. It's Dave's Corner Garage, and the garage door is wide open, and then I have a story to tell you. Uh, just recently, we just bought a little condo in Florida, mm-hmm. and uh, we need a car to get around in Florida because the bus service actually sucks. I think I ever saw a bus in Florida. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I saw one. Well, there must be <laughs> private buses to take the people up to the uh, yeah, to the that's casino. True. <laughs> that's true. There are those buses there. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm trying to buy this car, and I see a BMW on, in the internet, on the internet mm-hmm. from a local Toyota dealer. And it, the car is $19,997. So that the was the advertised price. Advertised which price. Which made you think that I go in, I pay that price, plus maybe some taxes, and I get And my a car. license plate in the way right. you will, right? And that's what it is in, in Ontario, right, Terry? That's the law here in Ontario. That's the law here in Ontario. So in the corner of the ad, it has this little oh, but nine-point script that says, View uh, Conditions of Sale. Mm-hmm. So the conditions of sale are... 
$1,299 for an EFF fee. Now, I didn't know what an EFF fee was, so I looked it up, and it is an electronic filing fee. So uh, Terry explains that it's the dealers hooked up with the, the uh, Department of Transport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just so that they can you know, register the vehicle in your name without having to, you know, to go to an office. Right, so someone doesn't have to get in their car and drive to the license office. Exactly. $899 nitrogen fee. That's what the, hey, the hey, Sorry, how much? <laughs> wait, 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 almost fell down. How much money? $899 nitrogen fee. So <laughs> I said, right. what's that all about? He says, well, the car comes with nitrogen in the tires, but you can come in any time forever. $899. <laughs> and we'll top them up for you. Wow. <laughs> all right. Uh, $150 private tag agency fee. That means that somebody has to go to the license office to buy your license plates. But if you have an EFF file, right. that includes the license <laughs> plates, correct? I'm assuming so. Some of these some of these extra charges I've never even heard of before. Right? Well, me neither. And six ninety five dealer fee. <laughs> That's okay. so you can walk in the front door. <laughs> right, right. So it comes to almost three thousand dollars bump. Right? U.S. dollars, by U- the way. Yeah, U.S. dollars, right? So that's <laughs> 3000 5000 Canadian currently. Yeah. So I said to them, thank you very much. This conversation is over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm so happy to hear you because when you showed this, this to me this morning, it gave me an ulcer. Um, you know, I'd, I'd love to tell you, even though it's the law here in Ontario, that this doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've talked about some of the mystery shopping that Omvik has done uh, in the very near past. Well, before we go down there, let's let's just explain. So, if yeah. if if you see an ad for this car for this amount of money, yep. How much extra or what can be tacked on? The only thing that's allowed in Ontario, if this is a dealer ad, yes. it's an important t- distinction because these laws don't apply to manufacturer advertising. Right. But this is a used car, so it's a dealer ad. The only additional fees can be HST mm-hmm. and licensing. And when I say licensing, I don't mean the cost of the plates or the sticker or the transfer plus a bunch of dealer administration fees. I mean the actual cost of the licensing at Service Ontario. HST and licensing. That's, that's it. it. Okay. Nothing else. However... It doesn't always happen that way. Not in the wild south, apparently. Yeah. So. Well, it's a wild, it's the wild west down there. It yeah. really is. Well, 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 well. But hang on, didn't it happen uh, a little north of us, near Ottawa Way? There was a whole lot of people. Yeah, you know, as much as you know, we talk, we have the protections, we have this law. That doesn't mean everyone's abiding by it. Okay. And non-compliance with the all-in price regulations here in Ontario remains a problem. And so that's why I was really happy to hear you, Dave, when you said. I walked away because yes. that's what consumers have to do. Know your rights. Know that you have a right to all-in pricing. And if you do encounter a dealership that's trying to charge above that advertised price, walk away and please report them to OMVIC. Because as Alan, you said, mm. we did mystery shopping in Ottawa and found 15 of 20 dealers tried to charge extra fees. Well, I'm sure when you know, you're looking at that invoice and, and, you, and you look at the big number at the top, and of course, it says, you know, you understand at the bottom you're going to have HST, but all of a sudden it has licensing or... or um, uh, you know, well, some they have kind a of tracking they put some kind of ad- and administration fee. Yeah, you're saying, and and you question that, and they go, "Oh no, that's a standard fee. Everybody has to pay that." That's what you can question. And well, and and many dealers do have standard fees. Mm-hmm. They've got administration fees. They've installed the etching that Dave was just talking about, and they intend to charge for it. That's fine. But those charges have to be included in the advertised price. Yes, they'll be broken out on the contract. You'll see them there. But the but what that bottom the amount at the bottom should never exceed what that advertised price was, unless of course you've added options to it, mm-hmm. and uh, and we even more recently three months ago we were in the Kitchener Waterloo Guelph area, 
they did much better than Ottawa, but we still had 10 of 20 dealers there trying to charge extra fees. Now, they were much smaller amounts than we saw in Ottawa. It was a few hundred dollars versus the one dealer in Ottawa was $4,000. Wow. Uh, but consumers need to be aware that they have a right to all-in price advertising, and if a dealer does try to add extra fees, walk away. Now, there's something here with electronic filing. We're getting electronic filing, aren't we? Uh, I know that the, the the dealer community, the trade associations yes. are working with the government. There's a private member's bill to try and bring this in. I'm not sure where it stands right now, but I know that it will certainly make things easier for dealers and make it quicker for consumers to be able to take delivery of yeah. vehicles. So electronic filing would be that you could actually buy the plates at the dealership. They can license your car. Uh, and, and I was going to say, because in the States, you see, the tag stays with you. Yes, as opposed to staying with the car, and that's where the difference lies. Maybe, yeah. So, so anyway, so uh, EFF, uh, I have to tell my brother about this because it's a great fee. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom line is, uh, walked away, and I did. I'm sorry, I li- like this car, white with white interior, BMW, would have been just great in my driveway, but... Too bad, you know. But I can do it now because I have a garage. And nine hundred dollars for nitrogen. <laughs> I'm still shaking over that one. Yeah, there you go. Okay, we'll be right back, and when we come back, we'll do some quick phone calls, and then we're going to be yes. Talking. Look, the lines are jammed while we were chatting away. Yeah, we've got Norman, we've got Diane, and Stephanie all at the same time. We're going to get to those calls right after this break. Okay, we're back after discussing. You know, you should be here doing the commercial breaks. <laughs> Outtakes. <laughs> All kinds of stuff. What happened. didn't make it to the air. So who do you want to talk to first? Oh, well, let's go with the person on line one. How's that? We got Norma in Wasega Beach. I guess the beach isn't open as of yet, but I understand the ice is breaking. Norma, what can we do for you? <laughs> well, I hope you can help. I've had three Mazdas and never had any problem with any. They've been wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I bought this one new thought it well 16 kilometers on it and uh, started to rust at about three years minor oh. little bits and i had them touched just touched up they were very minor mm-hmm. but uh now that's really been rusting badly took it in had it all fixed it was eleven hundred dollars uh-huh. they called me back and said this car has been in a terrible accident the whole back end has been replaced. Did you buy that car used or new? A new, 16 kilometers on it. Oh, wow. Which, yes. And uh, um, I never, I paid for the, uh, you know, the, the car now is is 11 years old, mm-hmm. but there isn't a drop of rust anywhere except this back end. And um, now, after having it done about eight months ago, it's starting again mm-hmm. last and I called Mazda and told them about it, and they won't do anything about it. They said it was over the warranty. And, I, and this has nothing to do with warranty because uh, none of the rest of the car has rusted at all. So I guess the issue that you're talking about is the fact that the car was damaged before you yeah, bought it and you yeah. weren't told. And, and they said, uh, uh, I don't know what, it was either run into badly in the back, mm-hmm. even the little vents that clear the air were mm-hmm. cracked. Under the bumper. Is there anything she can do? Is there... Well, yeah, she should be talking to the dealer that she bought the car from. Uh, you, you know, the the new regulations that dealers operate under came in in uh, 2010. Oh, but okay. even prior well, to that, I, this is prior to that. Yeah, but e- old. yeah, but even prior to that, Norma, a brand new car that had as significant uh, a repair as what you're talking about yeah. that that should have been disclosed to you. Yeah, and. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, I guess what we don't know is, was the vehicle damaged at the factory and repaired there and the dealer didn't know, or was it damaged when it was in the dealer's control and that wasn't disclosed to you? 
But I think the first thing you should do is be sending a letter to the get something in writing from whoever has told yeah. you about this the uh, the damage that was done to the car. Okay. And send a letter to the dealer saying this was not disclosed to me, and this is now going to you know it's affecting the value of the vehicle and it's going to lead to these expenses for me and are you able you know ask the dealer what they're going to uh, try and do to assist you what could she expect to have as assistance i mean it's 11 years later i and that you're raising a great great question is you know what is the value of the car today yeah. i and i don't i don't know the answer to that question and so that's all going to come into play um, the but, other issue too is that that how it, it, the onus could be on Norma to prove that she never had an maybe she had the accident. Well, and, and that's, I mean, that's, that is it's a eleven years. No, and you know? Alan, that's an excellent question, and that's a question the dealer is likely to say in response. How do we know? Of course, you. Um, so you may want to also get a car proof report, Norma, that will yeah. show the insurance uh, collision history of that car while you've owned it. And uh, send that to the dealer as well to demonstrate that, you know, the, that it wasn't, you know, it'll help demonstrate that the accident didn't occur while it was in your possession. Yeah, get all your ducks in a row before you contact them. Yeah. Right? So I get a disclosure from the uh, garage, yes. an insurance. Uh, a, a car proof or a car fax, it's, it's um, 17 or $20 to get. It's not expensive. Yeah, it's car proof. The car fax actually bought car proof. Oh, so does it And so in, in Ontario or in Canada now, it's, it's strictly car proof. Uh, yeah, so it's a car-proof vehicle history report that you want. And then talk to the dealer. Put your concerns in writing. And if you're unsuccessful, by all means at that point in time, you should contact OMVIC and uh, and talk to our complaint handlers. And how do you spell that? O-M-V-I-C. It's it's the Ontario Motor Vehicle Industry Council. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. All right, Norma? Yeah. Okay, thank you very great. much. You've got Good a luck great with program. Thank you very much. Appreciate thank it. Thanks uh, for that's calling. something we were talking about. Lease car, uh, not lease car, rental cars, daily rentals. Uh, rental companies run their own insurance. So you could be buying a rental car that has accident damage, but nothing would be showing up on Carfax or CarProof. That's, that's absolutely right. So right. if you're buying a previous daily rental, normally if you were buying a one- or two-year-old car that's still under factory warranty, uh, my recommendation wouldn't be to have it inspected. Right. But if it's a daily rental, because nothing's going to show up on a vehicle history report, it's probably a good idea to get that car inspected yeah. before you buy it. I love it. So um, buy in haste, repent in leisure. My buddy Steve used to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but things happen. And uh, if we have time, I've got a story afterwards uh, sure. that I could add to that as well. Well, actually, afterwards, we, right now we're going to be talking to Carrie Schmidt, who's somewhere on the 400 series waiting to meet you. But obviously <laughs> on the side of the road. <laughs> and we'll be right back. It's Dave's Corner Garage. Listen for the numbers during the break. And make sure you go to davescornergarage.com and enter that contest. Uh, we, we won't be out, the contest has been out for a week. Uh-huh. And we've got 250 entries already. So... Your chances are very good at winning. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Okay, welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. The garage door is wide open. I can't say corner very well. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Schmidt's on the phone from the OPP. Carrie, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Dave. I'm doing fantastic. Beautiful, sunny day here. I'm loving it. Oh, and, and no rollovers. How can it be bad day? <laughs> exactly. It's the weekend. Right? Yeah, there you go. Anyways, article in the paper this morning about a couple of people that one didn't pay their fines for speedings, others didn't pay their fines for parking tickets, and their license was suspended. But the, the gist of the article was that they never knew. So they're driving without a license, and heaven forbid something should happen. 
Well, you know what? We get that all the time, and uh, there used to be a time where uh, if we hadn't uh, confirmed or, or uh, given them written notice of a suspension, uh, we would just write them a notice of suspension and move on, and they'd be suspended. Uh, but now it's deemed served. So if you're not paying your parking tickets, you're not paying your speeding tickets, uh, you, and you don't pay your fines, you, what, what are you going to expect? You, your license will be suspended. So if you don't take care of your bills, things are going to happen. And so that could end, uh, end your, ba- your day badly when you're stopped on the side of the road and you're heading someplace and all of a sudden you realize you don't have a license because it's under suspension. So remember, driving is a privilege and uh, there are rules of the road and fines to pay if you're breaking them. So, How do you find uh, out? Like, Say, for example, um, you know, like you'd like to know if your license was suspended or not. Is there a way to find that out? Well, sure, you can just go to the Ministry of Transportation and, and, and check your driver's status. Uh, but basically, don't, uh, don't uh, neglect to pay your fines. If you're getting uh, parking tickets, there's notices on there that within seven days or ten days or whatever it is, uh, you'll have to uh, pay those fines. And if not, it'll go on to your ministry abstract. And when it comes up to, uh, for renewal or when the, when the fines are, are in default, your license will automatically be suspended. So uh, hopefully, you know, that's, that's just common sense for drivers. So uh, it's uh, what we see uh, from time to time. And, you know, really no excuse. Ignorance is not, uh, not a defense when it comes to... Oh, that goes to, by uh, answer. <laughs> no, well, you know what? And it's all well and good. And we, now we all know that. But, yeah. but, but the whole point is there are people that don't know that. You know, um, yeah. Well, they they will. Uh, the ministry will send out notices. And actually, one thing to to always be in mind, uh, mindful of. Very often, people. Let's say you live at mom and dad's house, and you go to college, you go to university, you don't change your address. Now, notices of your suspension will always go to the address on your driver's license. So if you're not living at that address, or if you're using your grandmother's address or someplace up north where uh, you think you're getting a better premium or a better rate, uh, that's where your mail is going. And so. That is uh, that's your responsibility, and you you need to have your proper address so they can communicate with you. you mean, I, I think Carrie heard my wife yelling at my daughter the other day for, for <laughs> Carrie, exactly that same thing. So you're saying the ministry sends you a notice that your license is suspended? Oh, absolutely, for sure. Oh. When, yeah, you will you will get notices in the mail when uh, when your license uh, is uh, is suspended. So that that is automatic. That will come up to the ministry. But uh, again, you can you can go to to the ministry anywhere you you like and, and get the, an abstract or get a the uh, verification of your license or your vehicle registration. Again, just like your your uh, license plate registration. If you don't pay either your four seven tolls or parking tickets, uh, that will be added on to your. Okay. Renewal when you uh, renew your plate. And there's one other person here that doesn't get their license, and that is people who don't pay their uh, alimony and kid support. Exactly, yep. There, we often get a lot of people that were are suspended because they fail to pay support. And, and that's, you know, that's one thing. If you're a parent, uh, your kids uh, should be your top priority. And, again, it all comes back down to driving is a privilege. So uh, you've got to you got to pay your dues. you got to pay uh, what is coming and... And we're just uh, we're just enforcing the rules that are existing. If we don't make the rules, uh, the ministry will either suspend them or uh, court uh, family courts will suspend you. But you've got to you got to do your part. But and as you say, it's, it's going to go to the light to the address that's written on the your driver's license. Right, right. And if you're not living where your driver's license says it is, well, then you're not going to get it. Okay, now yeah. I want to talk about the uh, twelve sports cars that you guys impounded over the weekend. You well, you know what? <laughs> that investigation is still ongoing. There's still a lot of work to be done, and uh, investigations ongoing. Tips keep coming in. I don't know if you saw any of the posts that I put up either on. Facebook or Twitter, uh, Sergeant Kerry Schmidt. Uh, you can see all kinds of stuff on there, and lots of comments. Some, uh, 
Some good, some uh, not as supportive, but... That's a polite way of putting it, eh? <laughs> we, got, we got tough skin. It's all right. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, a bunch of drivers uh, were ripping through uh, the 400, uh, racing with one another, multiple lane changes, driving aggressively. Mm-hmm. That's all considered stunt driving. It, it's not just going 50 kilometers over the speed limit. If you're, if you're looking uh, as if you're chasing another car uh, in a pack and you're going above the speed limit... And that's considered a stunt. And I can tell you, we got we got dozens uh, or multiple, like like huge amount of driving complaints in that uh, hour period when these guys were driving up the 400. Oh, and we wow. finally got them all stopped on the 400 near Barry. And uh, again, they've all been charged with stunt driving, and there's still more drivers that may be charged uh, as part of this investigation. Now, is that common? Is there a lot of stunt driving on the highways? Oh, there is a lot. We see it uh, very often, really? especially now. You know, day like today, tomorrow, the weekend, the sun is shining. It's looking beautiful out there. Everyone's in a good mood. The windows are down. The convertible top is down. Yeah. And uh, and you kind of forget about uh, what you're driving. You want to put the the gas pedal to the floor. And if that's uh, that's your uh, way of getting your thrills, you got to go to track to do that. If you want to race, uh, you, the highway is not a racetrack. And it's not a playground for people to test drive their vehicles and, and show how fast they can go. And that is, uh, that's for another venue. So, um, you know, we're going to continue to lay down those uh, stunt driving charges. If you, uh, if you cause your tires to lose traction, if you're uh, driving in oncoming lanes, if you lift a wheel doing a wheelie, uh, multiple lane changes, trying to gain advantage through traffic, those are all different definitions of stunt. And there's many more that... Uh, that are considered a stunt. So uh, you are very, uh, very likely to be uh, sitting on the side of the road with a seven-day license suspension and a seven-day vehicle impoundment like these folks got last week. And uh, they get to get their cars back in seven days or come come tomorrow, they get their car back, but they still have a date in court to talk to a judge and explain what they were doing and why they were doing it. And uh, and that's... uh, And then the insurance company gets in the act. Yeah, exactly, for sure. So, and we're not picking on the luxury cars or the fancy sports cars. We impound just as many little compact four doors as we do minivans and pickup trucks and, mm-hmm. and uh, wow. cars as well. So, thank uh, you. It's uh, if you're if you're running late for an appointment and you start driving uh, like that guy uh, who uh, who everyone has seen in the past or girl, uh, that is, uh, and, and you get spotted by the cops and we got complaints and so we're going in good faith we're we're going under the uh, reasonable grounds of what the information is from the witnesses and charges have been laid so, so if you're um stunt driving while using your phone i think the keys go out the window <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. you've been drinking you don't have a seatbelt on you got your cell phone in your hand and you're driving uh, twice the speed of it yeah that's gonna be a bad day for you Thank you very much, Carrie. Carrie is available at any 400 series highway, right? Uh, or OPP.ca. Is that still work? Absolutely. You follow me on uh, Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, Periscope, uh, Facebook, the whole deal. And uh, yeah, yeah we're, we're around. So I love the comments. Uh, keep them coming, and uh, we'll try to connect with as many people as we can. Thank you, Carrie. Have a good morning. Thank you. You too. Bye bye. Actually, how do you say tell a cop to have a good morning? <laughs> have a great day. All right, speaking of great days, we got to move along quick because it's time for commercial break. This is Dave's Corner Barrage. It's your call. Hello! Your chance to speak with Dave and Alan is coming up next. 416-360-0740 or 1-866-740-4740. 
Hi there. Oh, hello. You uh, interested in one of our cars? Yes, this one. Listen, what's the actual price? Sorry? Well, I saw the advertised price, but you know, there's always a bunch of hidden fees Not in there. here. Oh, no. Not anywhere. Right. Nothing? Nope. Of course there is the... Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, here it comes. The, the complimentary ice scraper. Complimentary ice scraper. And this is for... Scraping ice. Okay. Ontario made all-in price advertising the law. No more hidden fees. A consumer protection message from Omvic, Ontario's vehicle sales regulator. Two factors can help determine when you make the switch from snow tires to all seasons. The weather and what your auto insurance policy dictates. As for which all-season tires to buy, that's plain sailing. Salen tires offer a quiet and smooth ride and maximum tread life, yet cost up to 50% less than other tires. Forget every other indicator. What's your wallet telling you? Salen all-season tires. Find a dealer at salentires.ca and take Salen with you through every turn. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. Uh, we have an interesting conversation going with Terry here about curbsiders. They're still prevalent in the industry. Yeah. They, <laughs> they well, everybody's sure looking are. for a deal. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I know we've talked about this stat before, but we know here in Ontario, one out of every four private car ads online is put there by curbsiders, illegal, unlicensed dealers. One in, I'm sorry, one, one in, in four. One in four, 25%. Yeah. yeah. In Quebec, it's one in, one in two. So and you, so basically, you know, if you phone the guy and say, I'm calling about the car, and he says, which, which one? one? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's time to hang up. I have <laughs> lots of friends, you know, I'm selling cars for them. Yeah. That's another one, advertising for my friend. <laughs> but, uh, well, they, they keep they keep us busy. Yeah. Um, well, and here's one, on Andre Campbell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Campbell just got convicted for the fourth time mm-hmm. uh, for curbsiding. Uh, many of the vehicles that he sold were rebuilt wrecks. Yes. Uh, of course, the purchaser doesn't know this. And uh, so he just got 50 days in jail. Uh, but as I said, this is his fourth conviction. And uh, it, is, it is a problem. And anyone that's considering buying a car privately needs to go to our website, omvic.ca, and learn how to spot some of the telltale signs of a curbsider. Um, and one of them's really easy, and yet it's, I don't know, it's like catnip to a cat. It's the good deal. Right, yeah, exactly. It's the price that's better than all the other prices out there. How could you lose? Yeah, well, <laughs> it, but it's because... The cars are rebuilt wreck, and you exactly. don't know it, or the odometer is rolling. It's back. because you think uh, your mind is straight, and we don't realize that they're not straight. Well, yeah. these are professional bad guys. I mean, that's yeah. what they do for a living. They try to rip people off. And, so uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about emissions. It's changed. The emissions laws have changed. Yeah, the of course, Drive Clean, there was major changes to that, and the minist- this is all Ministry of Environment stuff yes. on April 1st. But there is something that's important for consumers who are thinking about buying a car, especially buying privately, should know. Now you only have to have that vehicle inspected once it's seven years old or older when it's time for its renewal. There's no more drive clean or e-testing at vehicle transfer. So when you buy a vehicle and you know it's changing names, there's no more e-testing for that. That's right. So in other words, you know, you 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 purchase the car and you go to drive away. The check engine light could be on, and uh, you have to know what that's all about because the car will pass the the safety standard certificate. With that check engine. Now, this on. came about because they couldn't legitimately pass them uh, because you had to drive them 30 miles or something to reset the computers, and it was holding up all kinds of problems for the dealerships. I think there was a lot of different reasons yeah. for, for the changes to, to, to drive clean, but there is one that people have to be aware of. In the past, if a vehicle failed a, uh, its emissions test, 
you could get what was called a conditional pass by spending $450 towards the repairs. It That's didn't... An, an exactly. You tried to make it right, but um, it didn't work, and it would be in excess. So to save you know, some poor consumer the time and money, they said you're going to get a free ride. Yeah. However, you were allowed multiples. That's so, right. Go ahead, Terry. Yeah, no, you could get a, a conditional pass, and then in two years' time when it was time to renew your plate – you haven't done the repairs to the car, you could get another conditional pass just by spending $450. And you, so you could get consecutive conditional passes. Right. No more. Now, if the vehicle fails an emissions test, you can get a conditional pass. The next time that vehicle has to be licensed or registered, it must pass. So if you're going to buy a used car that's more than seven years old, you want to know its emissions history. Has it already got that conditional pass oh, and I'm going to have to fix it? Because on my birthday, I've got to put, it's going to have to pass. For people who don't, don't realize how much that expense can be, um, you could have bad catalytic converter, bad oxygen sensors. Um, that could be in excess of $1,000. Mm-hmm. So if you're just buying a, a secondhand car for your kid to go to school, <laughs> all of a sudden, you've tripled its value. So Drive Clean and the Ministry of the Environment have created a database. It's free. Mm-hmm. Just If you just look for Drive Clean uh, Emissions History, you can put in the VIN of the car mm. before you buy it, and it'll give you the, drive, the e-test history of that car. And it'll, So if you know the last e-test was a conditional pass, you know you're going to have to get it fixed before you can keep it on the road the next time it has to pass a test. Exactly. You've got to do your hard, your homework, hey, otherwise you Well, get... the, the game keeps changing. Now it's four strikes in the roads. No, absolutely <laughs> right. But uh, this is where it's important to get your car checked. You know, pay your own mechanic to check it out for you. Uh, and if you don't have time for that, at least go on the Internet and find out, the, like, like Terry said. Maybe you, you should change your logo. I'm like, buying haste, repent, and leisure. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, right. we've got a couple lines open. We're going to get back to the calls. So this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Okay, welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. And we have uh, Darren Boston's on the phone from Salem Tires. And I was just going to say, if you're hanging on the, tele- in the, on the radio for us to answer the phone calls, we will on the next break. And if we miss you, hang on, because we'll talk to you after the show. Uh Mr. Boston's, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Dave. How are you today? Good. You're out in your brand new car. A I new was, car. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> There's it's nothing fun. like the smell of a new car. <laughs> yes. Hopefully it lasts. Of course it won't. Are you gonna... <laughs> and, and don't don't stretch its legs, okay? Because, I don't know, we had the cop on before, eh? He was telling everybody, don't drive crazy, otherwise they're going to grab you. Well, like I said, always put a good word in for me. <laughs> <laughs> so the weather's changing. Uh, tire People are going to be switching their tires over. And yep. we were talking off air about tire pressure gauges and how important tire pressure is. Yeah, no, definitely. It's. Uh, I think most people understand that it's... Uh, vital to safety, fuel economy, and uh, tire longevity at the end of the day. Um, three types you can look at getting is digital uh, stick or dial. I, I usually suggest digital. They're much easier to read. Yeah. They're relatively accurate and definitely uh, relatively cheap. So uh, very important part, uh, part of the toolbox. And the nice thing is, too, you can switch back and forth between metric and imperial. Because a lot yep. of people don't remember or what don't a know how to do it. Exactly. <laughs> and besides the fact that um, on your door, for example, if it's, a, let's say, an American car, for sure it's just going to be there in pounds. So you need to know what that is. So if you yeah. voted for Pierre Trudeau, you have to know what a kilopascal is. <laughs> exactly. <Good luck. laughs> well, that's, that's a good point because you want to make sure what you, you know, you know what you're looking at, too. 
you, you don't want to be setting that kilopascals uh, or looking at it thinking it's uh, pounds when it's actually or PSI as opposed to kilopascals. So there is you a, gotta, you got to be careful. On the side of the tire, there's a, a pressure number, usually yes. a 35 PSI or something. What does that number mean? Well, usually on the sidewall of the tire, or it's the maximum pressure for the tire. And it's usually in, uh, you know, depending on the tire size uh, application, et cetera, it's usually 40, 45, and it could be upwards of 60 pounds. That's the maximum pressure. You don't want to go on that. You want to go on the uh, either your manual or on the uh, inside the door there because that's the pressure that is required to, to hold the weight of your specific vehicle. So, in other words, when you're putting the tire on, you shouldn't pop it more than 35 or 65, whatever the number is? What, as far as setting the bead? Yeah, yeah, setting the bead is it can go up obviously higher than that. Like, um, but that's just for a quick instance. There's no heat buildup. It's not going down the road or, or rolling. So that that you know, depending on the tire, some take a little more pressure to seat the bead than others. Um, but that's more for your cold pressure when it's on the car. It's, it's the maximum pressure, but you should never be setting it to that. No, this is why it's important that you disregard the number on the side of the tire. Right. Okay, yeah. it has nothing to do with your car. Exactly. This has only exactly. to do with the tire. What you want to do is you look in the owner's manual or you look in the uh, on the doorpost of the car, or in Correct. some cars it's inside the gas flap. Now, yes. you know, that's the other question I had was, when do we check the tire pressures? When the car's been running for a while and it's warm, or it's first thing in the morning when it's, when it's cold? Cold always. That's, cold uh, always? They, they, yep, they rate, they rate all those pressures at cold. All right. Now, we go to the track. Yeah. Everybody's there pumping up the tires. Or letting it out. Or <laughs> so more, more likely letting it out. <laughs> so what's the recommendation? Uh, is it better to have a softer tire when doing performance driving? Well, what happens, and you and you can attest to this, Dave, your, your tires get a lot a lot hotter on the track, right. right? So essentially, if you started it at, and most cars are in the thirty five range, you have if you start your pressures at thirty five, by the time you get those tires really hot, especially with ambient temperatures, you know, in the middle of the summer. Um, you're going to be if the tires going to be way too stiff. You're going to you are going to lose traction. It's going to be uh, rounded out a bit. You're going to lose some footprint. So most guys and um, so so for instance, my car usually runs around 35 psi. Um, depending on back to front, it runs well that way. So I might start them at like 24. Oh, cold, okay. Cold. So that so, when it's fully hot on the track, it's at 35. Yeah, it ends up in the. The low 30s to mid 30s. I learned something because I said about 45 and you end up at 50. <laughs> Mind That's you, I got 36 you... horsepower, so I'm right in there. <laughs> That's why you drift the corners. <laughs> well, that? That's true because you're sliding the end. <laughs> exactly. You need more pounds on one side than the other? Uh, they did. No, no like, like as far as if maybe if you're the NASCAR, if you're doing the, the constant uh, left-hand turn, um, they may play with the pressures, but I, I think most of that's in setup of the car. You know, I'll tell you something. Uh, years ago, when I was doing a show on TSN, I interviewed Mario Andretti, and okay. he won the Indy, when he won the Indy 500. He had invented something called Stagger, and Stagger was that the outside tires had like 10 pounds more pressure than the inside tires, and the, the car always wanted to turn to the left because the outside wheels were a larger diameter because they were pumped up harder. Well, that's a good point. You know, if somebody's feeling all of a sudden that their car may be pulling one way or the other, yeah. first thing you do is check tire pressure. Yeah. And tires have memory, right? I mean, the way it wears, it tells you a lot about what's going on. Absolutely. At, uh, looking at a tire, or the best way in, in the trucking side anyways, is uh, you look at a scrap pile. Then you can tell what's going on with the, the equipment or, or the maintenance of the fleet, uh, etc. You can do the same with a car.
Well, exactly. So if you want your tires to wear properly, you make sure you get the car aligned, aligned yeah. once in a while. And you make shocks. sure you check your tire pressures. And yep. that way they'll wear long and you get good gas. Yeah, mileage. I was at a shocks clinic and the guy was showing me how these tires were like round instead mm. of flat. And he was telling me that the shocks are gone because the thing's bouncing up and down the road. Darren, you're in the studio next week? Yes, I am. All right, super. And uh, forward to his it. friend Damien's coming to next week. Damien yeah, I'm bringing my friend Damien along. Uh, he left after Ironhead uh, retread side of the business. So he's going to come down and uh, maybe enlighten some people on uh, retreading. All right. Well, I'll make sure to, t- uh, to tell security to let him in. All righty? Yeah. Definitely. Please, please. <laughs> All right. Take yourself. Have <laughs> yeah, a great weekend. We'll see you next week. here this week, by the way. <laughs> he's not here. Thank you. Thanks, All my right, friend. Take, take care. care. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We're going to get to the calls. Look, they're flashing right after this break. Dave'sCornerGarage.com. Make sure you get to that. Enter the contest. You get to win a trip to Las Vegas, or like my son would say, Lost Wages, mm-hmm. and a uh, hotel room for three days, and uh, get to the Las Vegas racetrack, get to drive a Ferrari after you go to racing school. All right, important. All right, we got to get to the calls. We've got a lumber people standing by. We've got Doug in Arthur, Ontario. He's got a question about all-in pricing. Terry is here from Omvic. Hopefully he can help you out. Doug, go ahead. Yes, um, I've got a question with regard to about a week ago, I was in a dealer, and I was pricing a two-year-old car. And uh, I told the, the salesman I'd think it over. And the next day, he, after I came home, I looked it up on the Internet and looked and found that new cars were not a lot more than what I was looking at for a two-year-old car. So when he uh, called me the next day to ask me what I thought of it, I told him that, and he said to me that the price advertised on the internet is for financing the car and if it was to be an outright purchase cash purchase it would be more than that Hmm. that's very interesting uh i would i've never heard that before i've actually i've actually heard that if you if you there may be incentives yeah and the price of the cash price of the car would be less i would think uh so i've never heard that and I mean, something to keep in mind, if a dealership arranges financing for you, and many dealerships do, and they do a very good job of it, in fact, often dealers can get a better uh, finance rate than the, than your own personal bank might be able to give, but the dealership will receive a fee, a payment from the financial institution. And in fact, uh, there's a spot on the contract where if the dealership is receiving a payment from the financial institution, the consumer has to initial it. So I've never heard anything quite uh, like you were being told, Doug. Um, so I'm not sure that – I'm not going to say that it's not true what you were being told, but I would wonder about it if it was just something that perhaps they wanted you to buy, the used car. Um, but definitely with the, the price of new cars and the, and, and the financing available on new cars, because if you're financing a used car, you're usually going to be paying you know, the bank's rate. Uh, sometimes it can be less. CPO cars sometimes have special interest rates and things like that. But very often the finance rates on a new car can be as low as zero. In fact, we've even heard of dealerships offering negative uh, 1% financing wow. uh, on, on new cars. Uh, so buying a one- or a two-year-old vehicle, if it's, if it's got 5% financing and buying a new car that's going to be a few thousand dollars more, but it has 0% financing, it can actually make more sense financially to consider uh, that new vehicle. Could it be also that, that the new car has got PDI in there? Uh, preparation charges, transport charges, uh, air tax, tire tax. But again, uh, but that should be included in the advertised price. That's exactly that's exactly the right answer, Alan. Yes, those fee those are charges you're going to pay on a new car, not a yeah. used car. But 
those should still be included in the in the advertised price. I guess, and if somebody has an issue with that, they should print it up or have a physical copy of the advertisement, right? Oh, that is such a good point, Alan. Consumers always do a good job of keeping a copy of their contract and uh, sometimes the brochure for a new car and things like that. Consumers have to start learning to keep a copy of the advertisement. Uh, because if there is a dispute, they find out about all-in pricing after the fact and there's a dispute, it's very difficult to prove that you paid more than the advertised price yes. if you don't have the advertisement. Yes. So very important to start keeping a copy of the ad. But, I mean, Doug, I think you're doing the right thing. You're asking these questions. And don't sign a contract to buy that used car or a new car until you've got all your answers, you've done all your research, because it's really important to remember that in Ontario, there is no cooling off period once you sign that contract. Mm -hmm. It's a great misconception. Only 15% of Ontarians are aware of that. Uh, But you're doing the right thing uh, by doing your research. Uh, And I would go back and ask ask some more questions of that dealership. Why is it actually going to cost me more to pay cash for the car? Because that is very curious. What are you going to do, Doug? What's your answer? What what are you going to do next? My answer to him was I'm not going to buy the car until such time as the next new model come out and I'll buy kind of the leftovers, you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the at the end of the, at the end of the year. At the end of the year. Because I wasn't about to pay pretty near the same for a used car as, you know, it was so little more. Was it comparable? Was it the same model with the same options? Uh not it's hard to tell because yeah. there may be ten uh uh, 10 new cars listed on the website. There are so many of them on there, but they all ranged in that same price range. So you couldn't really compare one to the other. Interesting. It just didn't make sense to go up two years for and not gain. Uh, no, 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 no. You're right. You know. And it's also two years less warranty. And it's that's when, right. It's all those things involved. That's right. Good, good decision. All really. right, Doug, good thanks decision. for calling in. Have yourself a great weekend. Thank you. you okay. Too. Right. Uh, let's talk to John. He's been no, not enough time, but oh. quickly. You know what? If you love old cars, if you yeah. have an old car, quickly, I got a note from Mike Filey. Thornhill Cruisers Car Club will be starting again. May uh, May twenty second, and uh, is it Thornhill or Tornhill? Well, it's called Thornhill, but in <laughs> fact, they're at the Canadian Tire Store at Major Mac and four hundred four. They get together about five o'clock until usually till after uh, it gets. Here's Thornhill. what happens when you go there: you go with your wife, you look at the cars, and she's in there buying flowers because it's the May two four weekend. <laughs> right, and you end up walking out with a two hundred dollar bill for flowers. But well, you got a lot of coupons, <laughs> eh? <laughs> want to thank Terry for coming down from Omvik. Yeah, thank you, Terry. Good Always job. a pleasure. Great information. Thanks to... Um, Darren Boston For joining us. And, and OPP Sergeant Terry Schmidt. Is uh, Terry the, Schmidt. Now, best, last reminder, Dave's Corner Garage, get on that site. There's tons of stuff on there. Uh, interesting story was the Chinese Grand Prix was almost canceled because of smog. Really? They've got such a smog problem that they couldn't have helicopters overhead because of the uh, thing. All right, Dave, we got to go. Keep the shiny side up, the greasy side down, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye, everyone. Drive safe. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.